Welcome to Matt Levitt Online, the podcast on all things top line. Matt has helped thousands of solopreneurs grow their businesses from concept to execution. Enjoy the episode. So this inspired me to really dig deeper. And as I dug into my notes from years of journaling, journaling in this case, the post-sales process or the post-meeting process, where I was engaged with others and attempting to get them to potentially go my direction, I started to recognize a theme. And that theme uh, came down to, I'm going to push it into six words. It came down to having more knowledge, having a great mindset, being highly focused, having passion for what we're doing, learning to respond correctly, and creating and building and developing and becoming more of a likable type of person. And this really is the answer to becoming a top performer. Knowledge, mindset, focus, passion, response, likability. That equals top performance. That is the formula that really works in our process. Just the area of research alone can change your objection rate dramatically. So when we look at this and we understand studying the basis of objection, first let's realize that probably one of the most important reasons that startup businesses and independent contract salespeople micropreneurs fail is their inability to really overcome objections. And sadly, most view objections as rejection, and this is simply not the case. Rejection is a very emotional feeling that can be quite damaging to individuals. Objections, on the other hand, are simply a series of qualifications that a potential customer is going through in their attempt to decide whether or not they want to do business with you. In working on myself and assisting hundreds, more like thousands of salespeople and businesses through the years, I've recognized that by taking time to spend a little research on self-talk, that it's been a big reason that most of the objections happen in the first place. So there's a few things I want to talk about on self-talk. Analyze yourself and determine what's working and what's not working. Do the research on your self-talk. Learn about your knowledge. Learn about yourself. Learn about others. Learn about your customer. Learn about your competition. Understand and perfect your features and benefits. Know the journey that the customer goes on. Have you thought about that? The entire journey, the experience that the customer goes on after you leave and walk out the door or how are, or walk in their shoes. All of this is part of getting to know yourself and getting to know your strengths and understanding a little bit more about yourself. On self-talk, you can ask yourself some questions like, how do I feel when I come out of an objection? How do I, how do I feel about an objection? So what's that feeling that we're having? And what are some things that I can say or do to overcome that objection? How can I plan to move more in a positive direction? 
And so really that leads me to planning, second phase. And this is where we begin to develop our mindset. And as humans, we're hardwired to seek the negative aspects of all situations because we typically will look at uh, protection. We want to protect ourselves, our family, the people around us, our loved ones. That's what we do. And especially men. And so objections many times are penalized in our minds to become rejection. So we have to really look at understanding the process of the objection. And it does start with looking inside our confidence, our self-talk, visualizing ourselves in a positive state rather than a negative state, visualizing ourselves with belief of success rather than fear of failure. And so a few things that I uh, believe that is very important, I mentioned confidence, and I think that you can take confidence in itself and build upon it in a very short period of time by changing your physiology. So for example, if you just right now did this, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, smile, sit up straight and think a positive thought. Now I want you to think about how that's making you feel. If you're driving in your car, please, eyes open, but you can do this while driving. Smile, sit up straight, think about positive thoughts and begin to feel that positive feeling and what your emotional, your emotional state is about. This is all part of developing and becoming more. And of course, you know, there's things like eating right, um, exercising, and I'm not talking about necessarily just the body, and I'm not talking about running five miles a day. I'm talking about exercising the mind and body in a way that gives you energy. It could be stretching, it could be walking, it could be meditating. It's amazing what a few minutes a day would do for the mind and how it can help us recover from a situation. I had this thing going on where I had to take a 20 to 40 minute nap every single day in the afternoon. And now, because I understand the ability to clear the mind, that nap's not as important as it used to be. I might stop, lay down, meditate. I might get up, go for a walk. I might stretch. As long as I spend some time breathing, I'm able to get through that process. And if, hey, sleep is what I need at that moment, then that's what I will do. But if, we're good, if we get good rest at night and we exercise our mind and our body and we're consuming healthy things, our ability to have that energy to go through the day is gonna be there. So we gotta plan for that. And we gotta turn that into proper self-talk. And we can do that with proper messaging. What's the message that we're telling ourselves? What's the message you are telling you? What's the message that you want to tell you? What's the message, therefore, then, that we're telling the prospect? What's the message you want to tell the prospect? You know, a key area to overcoming objections is about giving a thorough sales presentation. And so we have to be thinking about what we're telling the prospect. And we have to be thinking about a thorough sales presentation that even includes objections that we're most used to getting. Because at this point, by the time you're listening to this, you most likely have done multiple presentations. You most likely have earned some kind of money and have some sort of a business that's up and running. And maybe you don't. And if you don't, power to you to have this information before. 
But I want you to take time and listen to key objections that people have. Listen, take notes, put the information in the next presentation. And that objection, you'll be amazed at how easily you can overcome that objection and move on and get to the real ability to connect and engage and get their business. So when we communicate through objections, we're actually able to engage, which is gaining and doing business, and we're able to show our ability to get business and become successful, and that in itself will build confidence. So with all of this in place, we're much more likely to overcome objections. And that preparation phase is a critical part And I wanted to make sure we talked about it because most people aren't talking about being properly prepared and utilizing some research planning and messaging to get back to what it is that I'm doing and how I'm communicating the information. And that drives us to communication. When we get in the weeds with somebody and we're actually going through the process, this is how... Uh, that, that, that process about how you feel about what you're saying. It's called passion. Passion, that the, the energy that you transfer to others is going to make them feel good about you and it's even better going to make them feel good about themselves. Obviously, you're going to be feeling good about you. More importantly, transferring the energy to them. And even more importantly, Allowing them to feel really good about themselves. I've actually had people that have contacted me and, 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 gave, and I've, you know, give me a, a five star on one of my uh, sales reps in the past. And I'm like, well, what, what, what was it that Stephen did that was so great? Why would you give him a five star rating? Tell me a little bit about it. And the answer was not so much about Yes, they mentioned thoroughness. They mentioned uh, really astute, somebody who was really intelligent, somebody had their knowledge in place. They talked about the comfortability of that person. But one of the big things that they talked about was the ability that that person made them feel good about themselves and about transacting business. And I found that rather interesting and it's nothing new, but it is something that has to happen with the level of passion that you have because that will transmit to other people. You're an energy source for that. And ultimately through this passion and this energy source, we're going to be looking to get to a series of yeses because the key to overcoming the objection when we're in the weeds is getting the customer to come back our way, getting yeses. The more yeses that one gets, the closer you're going to be getting to the ultimate yes. And we can build our entire process around getting a series of yeses. So we've had to build up to that to this point to be able to talk about it by reading a person's movement toward you, toward your company and your product and service by asking questions, turning objections into questions We start to get more yeses. And there are a number of things that we can do to pull this off. And I put a lot of this together in my training module on overcoming objections. And I also have some blogs and videos on Matt Levitt online that you can go to 
about proper words you can say and communication that'll turn people into buy, buy-in situations and cause people to have a high, higher interest than normal and not even know they're making that interest in what it is that you're communicating. But getting to the point of engagement is a series of discussions and they're monitored literally one by one by the yeses that you have. And you can generate, you can generate these yeses long before the customer is actually engaged. A lot of people miss this and they think it's the ultimate yes that they're going for when really what it is is a series of yeses to get to the ultimate commitment. And so at engagement, we're looking to respond and respond with questions, respond with the negotiating, respond with if they're giving us fake objections to get to the real objections, and respond with a ability to have the customer be patient or the customer be uh, engaged with us and develop that patient mindset. And so let's talk about patience. It's really the first and most important attribute to a proper response. I mean, if you took and examined the word alone, patience, you're going to find that one description or one definition of patience is it is the level of endurance that one has before negativity. Patience is not going negative. Because when you go negative, you lose. You'll lose the prospect. When we react, we typically react, it comes across negative. As opposed to responding. So when we respond, we typically have the opportunity to do it respectfully. And in practical use, we learn to fully listen to the customer, have self-control over our own emotions so that we can control the emotional state of the entire process. And that is going to allow us, through that patience, through proper responding, to release the energy that we'd use otherwise, store it up and use that energy in a more positive way at the particular time and approach that is of much more value. A few key things that I, I really work heavily on with people is understanding that the ability to work through the objection, identifying the objection, clarifying it, and do this with a customer. First, we got to do it in our head, identifying what the objection is. Then we have to clarify it. Then we have to state it back to the prospect. By doing this, what we're doing is allowing them to listen to what they just said. And it gives us the ability to uncover any real hidden potential questions that they may have. Now, here's a, here's a, here's a, a quick example. Sometimes people will give you statements that they're saying, and these aren't necessarily fake objections, but they're, they're statements that start to lead to somebody getting down the path of not giving you a proper objection. 
And, and it might be something like, I've never heard of your company or product. And depending on the type of business that you're in, this may be a situation for you. Maybe they've never heard of you and they haven't seen you and they don't know you. And a lot of times what they're really saying is, I want to buy from you, but can you tell me more about the reliability and the trustworthiness of you, of your product, of your service, of your company? Or you might hear, I'm, I'm going to shop around and see what else is out there. When what they're really saying is, everything you said has not convinced me yet. So either keep selling me or I'm going to get up and take a walk. And that's what they're really saying. We get into a lot of objections on Matt Levitt Online, and we help you pin down and understand. More importantly, it's not working on the objection so much as it is working up to what's leading people to cause them to object. Sometimes, though, we're going to find ourselves in that situation. A lot of times, we're going to recognize fake objections when we're really going for the real objection. And what is a fake objection? Well, it's usually a way for somebody to get out of something. It's a way of dismissing. Um, and they do this because they might think you're incompetent. They may, may not trust you. Maybe they think your product isn't of value. Uh, or perhaps they don't like your integrity. And sometimes, and many times, actually, a person will throw up some fake objection just simply because they don't want to be embarrassed to their friends or their family that they became a sucker and bought something. You'll particularly find this of people that are getting sold to purchase a condo, a beachfront condo over time on a pl platform with many other purchasers called um, timeshares. Well, anyway, here's the good news. Um, a lot of times we can spot a fake objection and there will come a time when you're sitting and you're understanding that somebody's just giving you a off the cuff objection that you normally hear a lot. That's not really a true objection. Um, and they're, again, they're not on purpose, but here's what I want us to understand is that the fake objection, and by the way, they sound something like, um, this sounds really interesting, but, and they'll go into something or, oh yeah, that you, I, you really need to talk to, and they'll put you off on somebody else and they'll get, and they'll give somebody else's name, which by the way, leads me to understand that most people are willing to just give you referrals so they don't have to talk to you. <laughs> You know, and that's okay too. But what we want to do is not waste our time with the time because you've invested time when you're talking to somebody. Let's get to a real objection. If we try to combat the fake objection, we're never going to win. It's a slippery slope. It's, it's, it's really going to be a quicksand situation. You're never going to win that battle trying to get over fake objections. So follow a little bit along here about getting to the real objection. One thing that happens when I'm experiencing fake objections, I'll typically go along with them to some degree. I'll offer some sincere agreement to whatever it is that they have to say. Um, for example, maybe somebody wants to get more information. I want more information. And can you give me a brochure? You know, And my response is usually, well, you stated you'd like more information, so I'm clarifying and I'm, I'm stating it back to them by asking for a brochure. And so I'm happy to do that for you. 
I have an electronic copy. May I have your email? Then, and I'm not doing this just to get emails. I'm doing this to literally deliver something that they're asking for. They want a brochure. And before I do that, Mr. Customer, let me make sure, let me please understand that what I'm about to send you is going to be relevant to what your needs are. Now what this does is it's, it diffuses a little bit. It causes them to come your way some degree and you're continuing on the path to get to the original objection. In essence, you've given them somewhat of an escape hatch. An escape hatch is very important to release pressure. It gives people that ability to think, well, this person's not like every other normal, typical salesperson where they're just gonna twist and twist and ratchet and ratchet until I finally bend or break. But instead, you're empathetic and you generally care about them and their needs. And you're probably the first person or one of the first that's actually made them feel that way. So you've now opened the door to what I consider to be a new objective. And that new objective is a way to, to actually handle an objection. It gives them the ability to feel like they're in control of the escape and they can escape at any time they want. It gives them freedom. So remember, Agree with their request, offer an escape hatch, and give a thoughtful process to provide them what they want, and then continue on the dialogue, and look for the opportunity to get to that real objection. Now, at any point that you, when you, so listen, so the, the, the main thing to remember about all of this that we've gone through so far leading up to this very point right here is that at any point when you feel relaxed enough to ask them and keep you know staying cool with the conversation at any point we can ask them have I thoroughly answered all your questions when we when we and, and we're moving to constantly getting yeses remember that that constant yes factor when the person says yes, then always I come with these two. And these have worked magically for me. And you can have any variation you want or not use these at all. This is just something that works for me. I ask, does this sound of interest to you? That's simple. Does this sound of interest to you? And maybe you've already gotten to that point that's already come out and the person says, oh man, this is really interesting to me. Then I wouldn't, necessarily say does this sound of interest to you but does this sound of interest to you and how soon would you like to get started if I ask the question of somebody does it does this sound of interest to you and I get another yes now I've got two yeses and I've got a third question how soon would you like to get started and that's the ultimate question how soon would you like to get started how soon do you see your company getting started how soon can we get started Put that in the phraseology that works best for you, and you've now moved through the process of engaging these people as customers in your product service business. And the last thing I wanted to get to, to go over is, is our ability to become a bit more likable. 
Um, I put this here because it's in the development phase of the process of overcoming objections. And I feel like I personally am constantly looking to develop myself in a better way. And how I see myself, how I saw myself a year ago and how I see myself today, I feel like I'm developed into a better person and then I continue to work to develop myself, my social intelligence, my emotional intelligence, my knowledge base, all of the areas that we've discussed about here today. And going through this process and becoming more genuine and talking more positively. In fact, as a matter of fact, I mean, if you were to get yourself around individuals who are having fun, they don't pass judgment, uh, they are relatively easy to talk to, they laugh a lot, they're positive, they're genuine. This is a person that's probably likable. And the next time you're at a social gathering, give that a shot. Give that a shot to find the person in the room that you think is genuine, um, asks interesting questions, is positive, is you know laughing, smiling, that doesn't appear to be somebody who's gossiping. That, that go up to that person because they're most likely open-minded. They're going to be fairly approachable, and that's a key word. If you're likable, you're approachable, and being approachable means you're interesting to others. And this is a development process that we can have. And the more interesting we are to others, the more they want to do business with you. And this is a great way to automatically, like a magnet, overcome objections because people just want to do business with you. And it's not something that you necessarily can see, but you can feel it. Um, Nobody really wants to have a conversation. You'll see this. You'll see people that are standing off somewhere and nobody's talking to them. Nobody wants to have a conversation with that person. We don't know why for sure. Maybe they're just a, a, a painful, shy introvert and they're standing there. You could go up and talk to them. I do that a lot because I want to engage everybody as much as possible. I want to engage that person. But that's going to take energy for me to do that, which is okay. What I'm talking about here is learning how to become likable and learning how to have people be interested in you. So if I'm going to do that, I'm not going to go to the person in the corner. I'm going to go to the person that people are magneted to. That's the magnet is the person that I want to understand who they are. And I'll wait my turn and have my opportunity to have that conversation. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit mattlevittonline.com to sign up for emails and connect on social media for regular how-tos, business commentary, and more. That's mattlevittonline.com.